Hello everyone, welcome back to The Upside. As always, I'm your host, Jared, and today we have the first guest who ever came on this podcast. He's back. Um, <laughs> we did the lame as one, but Jacob's back. Hi. He's back, and today... <laughs> you're doing the same thing Ellie did. When really? When Ellie, when Ellie, when on our on our episode, when Ellie said hi, she waved, and she was like, wait, no one's going to see that. I'm like, yeah, no one's going to see it. Jacob just waved at me, but hi. <laughs> How hey, are Jared, you? Long How? time no see. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm not dead. That's good. You said that last time, too. <laughs> well, I'm not. That's I mean, I know people that say, I'm not dead yet. I'm like... That's kind of dark. Just just a little bit. Like, that's when you're focusing on not dying. I'm just like, that's I'm true. not dead. That's good. <laughs> what have you been up to today? Uh, today, I worked. Long morning? No. I send uh, frames. Huh? I make frames, remember? Like... What kind of frames? No, like picture frames. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. The joys of sanding for hours on end. In this heat. Is it your own company? or is No, it... it's, uh, have you ever heard of Jenny Fowler? I've heard of Jimmy Fallon. No. <laughs> but not, not that one, no. No, Jenny Fowler, she's an artist that lives on Sorrento. I have no idea. Mm. But she does, like, paintings of, like, animals and whatnot, and she she's done, like, a famous Christ portrait or something huh so do you do frames for her yeah nice um cool yeah <laughs> i've uh, oh i ate a okay uh you know those chicken bakes from costco that that huh uh they're basically a hot pocket but chicken oh they're from costco they're like so so it's big... like those buns thingies yes and, yeah but like like the pizza thingies not the tiny one, the big, the long big one. long one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not like I was big, watching. Like... I was watching a YouTube series, and I had a chicken bake. The YouTube series is called Project Eight Six Three. Project Eight Six Three, but don't matter that. Um, what? It's a YouTube series called Project Eight Six Three, and I've never heard of that. It's really good. It's on season two right now, and it's really good. I actually did a podcast with my cousin about that exact topic. Hey. Um, but I was eating a chicken bake, and I had a Baja Blast because they're both good. But okay. I have a lot of, I've heard a lot of disagreement on Baja Blast. People say it's overrated. It's so good. It's the best Mountain Dew. I've lady. had it and it's okay. No, it's the best. Why? I I, I love. It's just the flavor, and it it, it's blue. It's such a and? good color. I mean, I, the the design is great and all, and it tastes is. Oh, I I don't want to say amazing, but it's not terrible. What's your favorite Mountain Dew? Uh, maybe. Uh, I think it's Livewire or oh the green code red. Code no. red. Oh, they're they're kind of like uh, black and orange and black and red. Mm. The green, the basic green one. I'm like no. People say that's. I've heard people yeah, say that. The original, like the original is it's my like favorite. Caffeinated Sprite. Yeah. And it's not even good Sprite. Yeah, Baja Blast is the best though. Anyway, I was eating a chicken bake and having that Baja Blast, and I stabbed it with my fork. And I went up to bite it, but I bit the fork, and now a little corner of my tooth is chipped. Like, it's not even that wait, big. Wait, wait, can, can you, like, see it? Does it affect your eating at all? No. No? It happened, oh. like, a couple hours ago. Well, I'm, like, I'm talking, like, how big of a chip it was. It's not that big. Okay. I can feel it. I doubt you could see it. I can feel it, though, but it feels weird. 
Um, How that's... hard did you bite down? It really that? hard, apparently. I was because uh, I hit the chicken bake with my mouth, and then I kept going, and then I clamped on a metal f- <laughs> fork, <laughs> and that hurt. Um, a metal fork, boy. <laughs> yeah, but I've done that today, so that was pretty fun. Um, yeah. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> the topic today for our podcast. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> our topic today is actually gonna be on suicide and prevention. Su- prevention, yeah, not okay, yeah, not suicide, but suicide prevention yeah. or the truths of it, I guess, or maybe I don't know what I'm gonna call this episode, but it's gonna be a podcast or an episode on suicide prevention because both Jacob and I have been there. And are I, still there in some for some of I us. Mean, mine mine's probably a bit different than yours. And like what yeah, most I know, people I'm, consider like suicidal. I'm definitely I'm definitely not suicidal. He just dropped his phone. Uh, I, I'm definitely not suicidal, but I do have we all have bad days. Yeah. But sometimes 100%. I get like not depressive, just kind of sad thoughts, but not really like suicidal thoughts but i used to have really bad days where i contemplated suicide and i had just pretty intense yeah, nights like everybody has those highs and lows it's like almost a guarantee of being human like yeah i don't know anybody yeah i don't know anybody who hasn't had a bad day yeah everyone has bad days but i i used to be, be suicidal and definitely had depression but i'm i'm a lot better now yeah. and i can cope with it a lot better now and honestly i got Good friends in my life, good people. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> friends and family <laughs> and like Natalie and stuff that helped me out a lot with yeah. all that. And I, I honestly am pretty much over it. Yeah. I mean again, all bad days, but yeah. And tell us a bit about you, I guess. Um, I mean I can't I've never really had suicidal thoughts, but like I've had my own uh what's the word? Version mm-hmm. or I, I don't know. I don't know what's the proper word. I like my own style of depression. Like <laughs> style of depression. <laughs> I, mean, I, I get. I get what you're saying. Though. Yeah, yeah. It's just like my my. I just say my depression isn't more like I'm a terrible person or I never do anything right. Like I don't know what yours was or is or yeah. like. Mine was just I'm not good enough. Not that yeah. not that I'm a bad person. I just never. I just never landed at the finish line. Yeah, yeah. It's like you never become, you never have made it who you want to be. Like, I have those thoughts, but it's not really, like, depressive for me, if that makes sense. Like, I've never seen, like, I never see myself amounting to anything all the time. Yeah. It's just kind of who I am. But I, right. but, like, my thing, my main thing that's gotten to me is, like, no one loves me. Mm. It's like, it's. Or, like, your worth. No, I, I, like, I don't know about that, because it wasn't, I never thought about my worth that much during that time, but it was more like, uh, I, I don't feel loved by the people around me. So like, what's the point, kind of? No, not like, what's the point? It's like, I know people out there love me, and like, I've almost ran away from home a couple of times to go like, why should I be here where no one loves me, instead of, like, let's go to the people that do love me, yeah. kind of. So, like, I've never, I can't say I've had suicidal thoughts, but I've almost, like, it's driven me to do stuff I probably would have regretted. Right. Actually, I would have regret regretted <laughs> yeah. that, yeah. Okay, sweet. Um, and we both have questions for each other. Um, 
a couple questions for Jacob. <laughs> like three. But it's all we'll just have a discussion because it's a very real subject that needs to be talked about. Yeah. And I like how you say you have a different version of because everyone has a different version yeah. of like like suicide in and of itself is a common like not common like it is a common thing but like suicide is something everyone knows about but there's different ways it gets at you you know yeah yeah and ultimately i just believe it's the devil getting at you but we'll just kind of talk about i guess suicide prevention and kind of these questions will give i guess truths to yeah and resolve them but first question what's your first thought when you think suicide like what's the first thing that comes to mind i think like the stereotypical kind of thought is like killing yourself yeah I, 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 I mean, that's there's what, a lot more to it. That's and, what is. And, like, uh, a lot that leads up to that, but I think that's uh, yeah. what most people think. I, I always think of, yeah, just somebody ending their own life for whatever reason they had. Yeah. Um, But, uh, same. I know that's kind of a straightforward question. Yeah. Um, What's your definition of suicide or bad thoughts, in your opinion? Um... I'd say kind of not not like I feel like I want to say doing something you might regret but we all have those moments and sometimes they're not as like devastating like I think suicide is a almost a gateway kind of so like people deal I, I from my personal opinion or sight of how people deal yeah. with suicide is because they're filling up with so much emotion into a certain aspect that they can't deal with and they need an outlet that's how i see cutting and self-harm as is like mm. they have all this emotion that like negative emotion that they don't want to deal with and they just need a distraction from that right because you've you've told me sorry but you've told ahead. me like you just said that you don't you haven't necessarily have suicidal thoughts yeah. you just have struggles with love i guess more or less. I, I guess that's a good way to put it, yeah. <laughs> but you have told me that you have a lot of friends that are very suicidal. Um. Or. Yeah. Uh, not like a, all my friends are, but I've had yeah. multiple friends that have been suicidal, self-harm, all that jazz, and it is. Hard. Scary. Scary. Yeah, that, yeah. that's what my friends talk about me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think a good definition is just when you are meeting your needs and wants but you're, you're like, I guess just like you're t- too negative about yeah. it. Yeah. Because like we all fail, you yeah. know, whether it's something in school or if you do something wrong at work or if you just make a mistake. Yeah. Like everyone fails now and then. But like I think people who have those suicidal thoughts, they just take them and twist them even yeah. more. Yeah. Like, like they don't go from I made, I, I caused this problem to, and they go f- that. So they say I caused this problem. But then it goes to, I am the problem. Yeah. You know, if it weren't for me, this would have never happened. Like, there's a good side to having negative thoughts in a way, because, or, I, I don't really want to say negative thoughts, because, um, it's just not the right word, but, like, causing, not causing a problem, but, like, a mistake you made, uh, can lead to a good thing in a way because it's a motive you, you you learn from your mistakes that's exactly. how people grow yeah but and some like, people when they fail they don't think there's anything to like learn off yeah of. they say i failed i'm done a lot of my friends in the past that have been suicidal they say whether it's their parents friends or whoever like when they fail they're done for yeah and 
I think whatever I fell, I try to, like you said, learn from it. Yeah. Like, that's life. You learn from your losses, not your victories. Really, yes. You know? I mean, you can learn from both, but yeah. your it's mistakes... More beneficial, I'd say. Yeah. It's like learning what not to do, because no one really talks about that that often. Right, yeah. And, and actually, some of the questions tap on that a bit. Um, why, why is life worth living even when it's hard to see your own worth in it? So, like, first, why is life worth living? And then second, when you don't see your own worth in life, why is it still worth it? Because that's a big question I have. Um, I know it's kind of <laughs> takes a while to think about. Thinking. No, you're good. I'd say, why is life worth living? Like, because there can, you can feel joy in this life. It's like, it's, it's sometimes really hard and sometimes you never see it because of bad experience after bad experience after bad experience. And that's all that like ever happens to you. You, you have the ability to take that and like stop the bad experiences from happening. Or even if you can't, you can still have your own attitude towards them. So like, uh, the book, both of us are reading, uh, Man's Search for Meaning. Yeah. It's like... Any, the only thing somebody cannot take away from you is your choices to react towards situations. And your spirit. Yeah. Yeah, it's a book, but it's it's super popular. Victor F. Frankel? Yeah. Or e. V, e. Victor E. e. Frankel. Yeah, he wrote a, bur- uh, a book, and he says man's greatest freedom is the choice to choose their attitude in a situation. Yeah. And I feel like... I feel like... I guess, so we'll get to it, but like, why, why is it still worth it even when it's hard to see your own worth? Cause I've struggled with my worth cause like for the church for a while there, I didn't have the priesthood back in ninth grade. Um, cause I, I didn't feel worthy of it. Um, yeah. and I, I never like passed a sacrament or even blessed the sacrament when that was all changed and stuff. I didn't want to go to the temple and stuff like that. Um, I didn't see a lot of worth with myself, but why is life still worth it if you don't see your own worth? That's kind of an open-ended question. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of just like you have to find out who you are in a way. It's like, that might take 20 years, so after those 20 years, life will be, I can't say amazing, but you will have like that aha moment. I think one of the greatest things in life is having those aha moments even though they're not, like, extended for a year, like, those moments don't last for long, but they do happen, and they're so fun. Yeah. And, like, I, I heard somebody say that there's two uh, great moments in someone's life. Uh, the, the moment when they're born, and then the moment, or the moment when they were created, and the moment they find out when, yes. why they're created. I know what you're taught. What's yeah. that book called? It's from a book. It's from a book? Yeah, it said there's, I just two, heard another there's two days in a man's life that are significant. Yeah. One's the day they're born, and the second's when they find out why. Yeah. I forgot what it's called, but it's such a good book. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I agree, and I think it's okay to not know who you are. I yeah. feel like a lot of people get, get those suicidal thoughts because they don't know who they are. Because their friend knows they want to become a surgeon or a businessman or yeah. 
a nurse or who, whatever, you know, and then you're like, I don't know what I'm good at. I don't even know if I'm good and, at And you're trying to mount yourself up to them, and it just doesn't trying do to, anything good. You're trying to put yourself on a pedestal. has their own path. Yeah. And it's okay to not know who you are, especially for youth. This is incredibly important. It's definitely okay to not know who you are. Because yeah. we're growing and learning, especially in our adolescence. Um, and I think it's important to know that, like, life is worth it because in the end when you have your family when you have your kids or your dream job you might the job you get might not even be the one you're planning for but i'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason yeah so whoever you're gonna end up marrying whoever you're gonna impact or meet or whoever in college or even now in high school anywhere it's all for a reason and that's why life's worth it because there's a reason you know there's a reason why you might be feeling suicidal thoughts. There's a reason for me why I had suicidal thoughts in ninth grade. It's because I need something to push me yeah. to get over other problems I have. Yeah. And honestly, to, to just choose from... In, in, in middle school, I didn't have the best influence friends. But by the end of ninth grade, I had a really solid friend group. And I'm yeah. still friends. Like, my trombone section, we're best friends now. Natalie and I are best friends now, you know? Yeah. And if if I didn't change who I was in middle school, I don't think I'd be friends with those people. Because they're, like, really good influences up there. And if I wouldn't have changed who I was, I don't think I would be that connected with people. Yeah. And I I also just think, like... It's it's just it's okay to not know who you are. I didn't know who I was. Yeah, I know we already kind of like, talked about it. With trials in our life and like depression and suicidal thoughts, they're a trial that a hundred percent you can yeah. get through them, even though you might not feel that you can. But those kinds of situations, you need someone there. You can't do it alone. And it's yes. kind of like learning how to ask people for help. Like I suck at that. When yeah. I want something done, I do it myself because I'm, like, a scared to ask for other people. I swear, help. this is one of the biggest problems with our society is the whole, it's it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. You do not need to take like it on by yourself. The people that, do, like, to, who don't do it are, like, like, for me, it's, like, scaring that you're not being able, like, you're not strong enough. Right. Or you can't do things on your own, so it's, like, what can you do? Yeah. When I was suicidal... I I felt like there are certain people in my life that were lecturing me to to fix it to do better and then there's other people who would just like like hug me and just level with me and yeah. just be on like they'll like I I know completely what you're going through. I felt more beneficial from the people that were willing to like be there with me in the moment yeah. than the people that were saying you need to be better because I didn't know how to be better. Yeah. I, I in, guess... the, in those moments, that's not what you need. You need a, a, a hug, basically. A hug, exactly. Hugs are the best. Yes. So <laughs> underrated. Hugs, hugs are but amazing. Like, in those moments, sometimes people can't deal with like, oh, you need to do this, you need to do this. Like, that's not what they need right now. Yeah. What they need is to calm down in a way, let their mind relax and just get out of that moment and, just and let it get later the they chest. can deal with what they need to do but in that moment they just need to make it through yeah like take any addiction ever like it's better to because some people are saying like people who have mental disorders or like have disabilities or have really like intense addictions or these things they say they're beneath the average person i hate that 
metaphor so much. There's people I there there's been reports I've read and different things, especially because I want to go into therapy. There's some therapists that believe if you have this kind of addiction or if you have this problem, you're beneath the average human being. And I hate that because everyone has problems. Every you cannot tell me there is a single soul on this earth that d- has not gone gone through something heavy. You know, and if, if if you don't have a problem in your life, something's wrong with you. <laughs> I know, and I just I just think it's so bad when people f- say people who are suicidal or have a problem comparing themselves to others or like even there's some girls I've met that like the whole makeup thing, you know? Yeah. Where they say I'm beneath everyone else cuz I can't even get over this small thing it seems like to them. Like don't act like you're above other people. Don't like say like do this to be better. You need to do this to be better. Like just go down there with them and have that level be the standard, you know? Yeah. Cuz everyone has And like hard times. don't like scoop down to, like, what they choose or not. Just, like, be a good friend in those moments. Yeah, be that bridge between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> I, I do um, want to add something to, like, the people's, like, trials and, like, what they go through. is like, in those moments, you might, like, why me? Mmm, like, yes. Why, why do I have to go through that? And, like, I can't do this, per se. But, like, after that trial's over, you will be happy... Or at least for me, and I, I'm guessing for you, that you're happy in a way for your trials. You're, you regret them in a way, but you're happy about the person you become after. I wouldn't take a single moment away from what I've been yeah. through because that makes me who I am. Yeah. There's, there's a really cool thing my therapist told me. It's like the reason why life seems so hard in the moment is because before the, let's call it like the chaotic moment, like a really bad night or whatever. Before that, you're anticipating it, so you're preparing yourself. But you can never really truly prepare for something until it happens to you. And after the fact, you look back and say, it's it's over now, It's, it's behind me, it's in history, I can move on. But during the moment, it's the hardest thing because it's during the moment. So so that's why the whole why me, why me thing, I've been there too. During the moment, it's the worst. Yeah. It's 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 heartbreaking. It's hard. It's sad. It's it's bad. It, this goes for anything, especially suicide. <laughs> um, it's super hard. Looking back on all those dark nights I had, the nights where I hurt myself and stuff, I definitely would not take it back. I do have scars. I do have scars. It's the same thing you're talking about. Yeah. I have scars, which you said you kind of regret. You kind of like I regret the scars, but I almost don't because. Every time you wouldn't I, change them. Every time I look at them, it reminds me I'm a better person than yeah. I was, and I I actually overcame something. Like yeah. when people lecture me to become better, I became better, and now I have something to almost look at to remind me what I've overcome. Yeah, and it really helps me when I'm having a hard time in a test, or I have a really complicated thing I have to do at work, or one of my friends is going through. Like I've been there. Like yeah. that's why I want to be a therapist because I've been there. Yeah. You know. And I, that's why I think it's just important to, like, if you're going through something really bad right now, just think about how you're going to feel after you've gone through it. Yeah. You know? Just sweet. That just was a push through. Digit. Sorry. <laughs> um, what do you do when you start questioning yourself and your morals? Because you said you've questioned if people have loved you, right? Yeah. So I've I've questioned morals too. Like I think everybody has questions of like morals. Yeah. Who who loves them? What's the right thing? Yeah. Yeah. So when you start to question your morals or yourself, what happens? What What happens or what do you do? Both. (laughs) We'll start with what happens and then we'll give the solution. (laughs) Um. 
it, it affects, like, what happens is your the person you know, or you, you've, you know who you are in a way, like, you've lived with yourself since you were born, right. you've known your experiences, like, even if you don't know who you are per se, you know you, if that makes sense. Well, you are you. Yeah, you are you, you yeah. know what you've gone through. Yeah. And, like, taking those moments of, oh, is this what I should do, or your morals, or whatever, even if, like, usually morals and standards are are questioned by the world around you and not who you are. I found that when I'm in moments of that, of, like, sporadic thinking, per se, yeah. it's like, you can't make a decision there. You're not in your right mind, per se. You, like, in those moments, you need to... You need to think about it. Yeah. It's like... Uh, drinking. If you make the de- you make the decision not to drink before the drinks offered to you. Right. It's it's like almost like drinking and driving. When's the when's the moment you decide to drink and drive? Or like if you drunk and drive and you killed somebody, when was that moment they chose to kill that person? And they would say never. Like I would say it was when they took the first drink. Right. When you take that first step into that threshold. Yeah. Like the first moment that I felt true suicide or not suicide true like suicidal thoughts is when yeah. I gave into them yeah but I made that conscious decision to give into them yeah I think it's important to realize like yes like these thoughts are hard to deal with and cope with and most things but you have to take responsibility like that's the whole thing about getting over your own problems and stuff like taking responsibility and accepting you made a mistake is the first step to recovery yeah you know and you can't project it on other people like, you can't say, I don't want to be, or I'm not good enough because of him or her. You have to say, it's me causing it's this. It's not about him or her, it's about yourself. Right. And some people are like, well, I'm not good enough, so I have to project myself on other people yeah. to serve as a motive. Yes, you could, but you're damaging yourself and them. Because, like, let's say your parents, you're projecting it on your parents. You're going to make your parents feel like trash, you know? But you have to take responsibility. Yeah, you, you, if you make a choice, you have to live with that choice. It's like right. every choice has a consequence to an yeah. extent. But you can't get rid of that choice you've made. You have to live with it. And you have to, you have to act upon it. And yeah. you have to find a solution. Yeah. You know. Um, have you ever questioned your morals? I don't think I really have. At the end of the day, I know I'm a son of God. I know I'm the son of my parents. And I knew that for the longest time. But when I was going through that phase, I, or era, or whatever, <laughs> I I did question the church, Yeah. for example. And this is also, especially living in Utah, this is oh, a really... The highest suicide rates this in is teens. A, this, yeah, this is a really big topic that needs to be talked about more, I think, especially for youth. I know a ton of kids I've gone to school with that question the church because everyone is pressuring not pressuring, but there's a lot of talk about missions, about patriarchal blessings, about this, this, all it's this like stuff. It's like almost overwhelming. Yeah, and for some people that don't know, they're like, I'm not up there with those guys. Yeah. And then they either either come to seminary every now and then, or never go to seminary, or never come to youth activities, or whatever. And then they start to say, well, if I'm if I'm in the state with the you know, most amount of church members here, <laughs> you know, yeah, then... If I'm if I'm not fitting in, then I'm obviously not worth it, you know. Yeah. But I, I did question parts of the church when I was depressed, you know. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, like, questioning something, I wouldn't say is all that bad, because no, that's it's really not. answers. Yeah, like, the whole, the, yeah, questioning, question-answer thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but once I got over, like, I, I can't say get over, because we still have bad days, but once I could cope better with those thoughts and tame them eventually, yeah. I, I, I did come back to realizing the church is true, you know? Yeah. And it that's could something be, like a person, like, only... Like, people can tell you the church is true, but you have to have that experience yourself. Right. It definitely. Even if you're not even part of the church, there's something, you know, something yeah. you're looking forward or up to. Yeah. You know, even if it's your parents, college, if you're not, if, if you're part of some other religion, that, you know, but there's always like the big picture, yeah. you know. And you have a part to play in it. Um, is it okay to not be okay or to be sad? Oh, yes. <laughs> I feel like this is a question that's asked so much, and people have answered it, but people okay. don't listen. <laughs> like, know? okay, for, for example, I had a friend who's, like, she's going through, like, a heck of a time right now. Really? Like, her, her, I'm, I'm not, I can't really go into too much detail, but. Her dad was diagnosed with cancer. It went away, and then it came back. Mm. So that was really hard. And it, uh, she's, like, had PTSD. She's been diagnosed with depression, a lot of other stuff. And it's... So she's she's been through some stuff. She's been through some stuff, and, like, during that time, she's, like, as like, what, what do I do? It's, like, well, what I said is all these people that says, okay, you need to look at the end of the tunnel. I'm, like, you, you need, like, just stay happy. It's, like... Telling a depressed person to be happy isn't exactly the best thing they can do. No. That's... Like, say, think happy thoughts. Like, sometimes people, those thoughts aren't yours. They this, just happen. In the psychology world, we call that toxic happiness. Yeah. Saying you're okay when you're not okay is very damaging to you psychologically. Yeah. And saying you're okay when you're not okay in front of people is going to make them think you're okay. So every time they ask if you're okay and you say, yeah, I'm good, it's going to train their brain to always think, okay, Jacob's good, okay, Jared's good, when they're not good. That's why I said I'm not dead. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and I think it's okay to not be okay because sadness is an emotion we have. Yeah. It's not like a forbidden emotion. Yeah. I mean, take the movie Inside Out. When Bing Bong was really sad and crying candy... Sadness, the emotion, was the thing that helped him. It wasn't joy, you know? Yeah. Like, she, ne he needed someone, sadness, to just level with him. Kind of like how we were talking about earlier. Yeah. And it's okay to be sad because sad things happen. I have a friend who's a girl who's on the cheerleading team. And she has heard the stereotypical suntan, wear a skimpy outfit, have to say or do this, have to post on Snapchat and get those streaks in, you know, like just those stereotypical things. <laughs> I know. <laughs> those streaks. And she, and she's trying to maintain that. Yeah. With There's like so much, like in, in, in the church, there's so much outer world, worldly pressure. Yes. Doesn't help you. It's like people say like, oh, the, the church adds limits or whatever, like I will, if it, it's only limits, if you, if that's what you see them as. Right. If, if, if you see them as, like, guidelines or, or whatever, you're going to see them as that. It's like seeing yourself as, like, a terrible person. You're going to see yourself as a terrible person. And, sh sorry. Uh, <laughs> and, like, I, I like, for, for the church, I see the, the supposedly guidelines as something I strive to do. It's not... Mm -hmm something they tell me to do. It's something I want to do. In the church, we have a, for the strength of youth, and it's basically a, like, 
guidelines for youth. <laughs> but that, that's the easiest way to say like, it. Like, dating under not 16, yeah. not getting a drink. Like, just some good guidelines going into teenage years. And in there, it talks a lot about dress and appearance. But my cheerleader friend has to wear this, you know, skin-tight skirt dress-looking thing and everything. And she's trying to balance that with her church life. And even her other friends yeah. could or cannot be on the cheerleading team, like they influence and pressure her and it caused problems. And the biggest problem for her was on Snapchat, you know, you have your filters, you got your fun ones, you got your cute swap faces of someone's one, but there are yeah. ones that a lot of people use to make them look pretty. Yeah. And which like... is totally fine. But she perceived that as I only look pretty with this on. Yeah. Not just I'm pretty. Yeah. And yeah, she's she's a really pretty girl, you know? But it's like, girls are usually prettier when they don't have makeup on, I'll be honest. I prefer no makeup. I mean, you could do you. It's almost like a mask. And I'll love you, I'll love you for whatever, yeah. but I think you don't need to wear makeup. Yeah, I, I, hard, I full heartedly agree. Yeah, and I, that specific girl, she's doing a lot better now, but she had a really dark time in her life. Yeah. Uh, again, I won't give any names away <laughs> to keep it private, but I think, like, there's an example of just a cheerleader... That get, yeah. they, they get stereotyped so much. But she's a real human like the rest of us, yeah. you know? And she went through real and things. Like, something my uncle said is, like, when when you think you have it worse, somebody in this world has it worse than you. Oh, it's yeah. Like, I mean, take the book we're reading. He was, his family... Oh, yeah, was, the Holocaust people? Yeah. I could never deal with that at all. Man's search for meaning. He is taken from his family I, that get killed. Yeah. He... He loses his name, he loses his pride, every hair on his body is shaved off. So they don't have anything. And he's given a number, and that's who he is. And he still says, you can take everything from me, but you cannot take my spirit away. Yeah. And he chooses to still find meaning in his yeah. life. And he does. I, I listened to a podcast about Holocaust people, and like one of the was like a guy who went in after like the Holocausts were at like the concentration camps were empty, like I don't even want to be that person that just had to, like, clean up. That would be so... No. Yeah, so there's always people that are going to... That's why it's important to, one, not be a jerk, but two, (laughs) to realize everyone's going through something, you know? Yeah. Um, We could do some of your questions. I I do want to touch base really quickly with, like, the okay not to be okay. Okay. Like... When I was when I told my friend I was I, I used the example that Je- there, there's a scripture that says Jesus wept when when he was visiting um, some close friends of his when his br- their their brother died Lazarus it's like they were upset he he died it's like Jesus knew what he can do he knows that but he still cried with the 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 sisters I I don't remember their names but he wept we. Being sad is okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. He also, just crucifixion, he said, Father, please know they, or Father, please, they know not what, what they, they do. do yeah. And the whole atonement, he suffered for all of us. He literally cried and bled. Like, if the Son of God, a perfect being, cried, it is yeah. 100% okay for us to cry. Yeah. And be sad. And like, I don't, he, I don't, he got angry too, but I would call that righteous anger. Yeah. It's like quarry chemistry. In a like way. when everyone built the shops and the temple. Yeah. Yeah. He, they, they weren't using it correctly. And like, that's his house. And it's like, no, that, that's not what you And I think it's important to know, we're not saying 
be sad, you know? Like, unless... It's, it's okay to have those sad moments as long as they don't take hold of you permanently. Right. Like, what I'm saying is, like, don't actively choose to be sad. Yeah. But, like, if you are, it's okay. Just let it run its course. Let it just get over it. If, yeah. If, it, like, your friend, if you're diagnosed with it, then you can find help. Like, I've been diagnosed with it, but, like, I feel like mine was uh, developed. I feel like people can be, like, live their entire life with depression and people develop depression through experiences. Like, I think I've developed mine. Yeah. And, like, I'm, 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 I'm not grateful for those experiences, but I'm, I'm happy who have I become. But, like, everybody has those hardships. Yeah. And tapping a little bit more on the scriptures, in DMC, uh, I, I forgot which section, but it says, um, I forgot what it was, but it said, like, Fear not, because e even if you bring one soul unto Christ, or unto me, you will have everlasting joy. And then the next verse, it says, the, wor the worth of souls are great. And then he says, even one soul unto me will is will bring you everlasting yeah. joy. And that in of itself could mean your soul. I think it's important to know yeah. that if you bring your soul into Christ, you'll experience joy forever. Yeah, everybody so, has a soul. The you next soul... It doesn't have to the, be. The next verse says, and if you bring many souls unto Christ, or unto me, you will experience that much more joy. So, I think what it's trying to say is obviously a mission, because you open the door for other people, but I even think something else my therapist said, with this podcast even... Like making these episodes, making these stories, not making them, but talking about these stories, these experiences, and yeah. putting them out for people to watch, listen to. Yeah. That's like, I've heard, I've already had some feedback because this has been going on for six, seven weeks now. People have told me, like, I didn't know that about this person, or I didn't know that the swim team was as affected as it was, or I didn't know, like, you think your friend thinks Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the worst Marvel movies, you know? Like, really? Yeah, it was at the oh, bottom wow. of the list. Yeah. So, wow. like... Wow. And, and that... Is that bad? Well, that in of itself is creating... Wait, the first one or the second one? Both of them were at the both bottom. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. But, um... But, like, yeah, so that in of itself, you're good. That in of itself is making a positive atmosphere. Yeah. And lifting us up. Like, bringing... Like, obviously, this podcast isn't going to determine if you're going to go to heaven or not. But yeah. it's bringing our souls up, you know? Yeah. The, the upside, looking at the upside. The upside. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the name for it. Yeah, I think it's... A, Pretty solid name. Yeah, I, I don't. You should copyright it. <laughs> I think it's already been copyrighted. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, anything else on the it's okay to not be okay? It's okay. <laughs> Tell people if you are not okay. Yeah, open up to people. I mean, again, everyone's been there. I know it's hard to open up. I've been there. It's really hard to open up, but once you do, you won't regret it. Especially Usually, unless they're like. Jerks. I've had an experience where somebody called me out for it, kind of, but like, like most of the time you're gonna open up to your closest friends. Yeah. For a reason, because they're and your closest friends. And if you have friends that are dealing with this, call them out. Like, don't like call them out in like the middle of like a school auditorium or something like that. Yeah. And, like, like confront them about. Conf it. Like I, I talked to a friend. Like, I saw he was cutting and stuff like that. So I talked to him about it, and like he hasn't told his parents. Or he hadn't, but I think after that, I've been, like, just being a good friend for him, and I, th I think I've helped him in a way, and, like, 
actually talking to him instead of just like, oh, he deals with that. Yeah, even if you notice one of your friends acting a little strange and or if you visibly see something, say something. The whole see something, say something applies, you know? Um, do you want to do yours? Yeah. <laughs> Some of mine are like, what do you do if your friends are like having suicidal thoughts? I mean, that, that's why, I mean, I'm, we're good to answer any of them. That's why we chose to like... What's the best thing to do if a friend is suicidal? Like having um, those thoughts in the moment. Well, I've had, I've had a couple friends. I think like my cheerleader friend's one of the biggest ones. Um, I have had other of my friends who just have problems with self-confidence but what you should do if they open up to you and clearly tell you they are suicidal i say above all else talk to them don't lecture them just like just say what are you feeling right now what thoughts are going through your head do you want me to come over do you want me to bring pizza do you want me to do like don't say okay you gotta you like I got this card for a therapist you gotta say these five words of affirmation you gotta have these meditation like that's a that's saying he is a problem that he needs to fix because when you're suicidal you're saying you're the problem because yeah. you want to kill yourself you know so saying you gotta run these exercises for some people work because some people are motivated based off being pummeled to the ground, you know, like they get back up on their feet. Like there are some people. There, there are a few of those. Yeah, most are. Most people are gonna break more. Yeah. You know, and you can't let that happen. I say, don't, don't, don't diagnose them. You know, don't say they're the problem. Don't say they are a problem. Yeah. Just be a friend. Simple as simple as that. Be a friend. Make them laugh. Make them, like open. Like not make them, but like just be there for them. Yeah. And, like, sometimes they just need a distraction from what they're dealing with. Yes. They just need to talk about something completely different. One time, my friend and I watched a movie, and it, it helped him. He yeah. said, hey, man, can I come over? We watched Spider-Man. He had a great time. Yeah. You know? Other times... Like not, you don't have to specifically talk about the problem. Sometimes you just need a distraction. Yeah, like, one time, one of my friends who was a girl was not having a good night. And it was really late at night. And I'm like, I'm coming up there. Because she just was saying some scary things. And... She said, oh, no, no, don't worry. And she, I literally hung up and I went to my truck and I drove up to her house. And when, when, we, when, she, when uh, she opened the door, she was just crying. And then she just wanted a hug. This was a while ago, but like she just wanted a hug. Yeah, that was when you saw your truck. That thing yeah. was like a year or two ago. Yeah, my 1990 pickup truck. <laughs> but no. Pickup. Yeah, uh, stick shift though, so stick shift's good. Um, stick shift's <laughs> awesome. But she was having a tough night, and I just had a feeling just like go. Like just go out, yeah. go help her, like make your impact kind of thing. And it helped her. Yeah. She said, I did not want you to drive all the way up here, um, like up in Eaglewood, but like it helped. You know? Is she the one that moved? No. No, she still goes to Woods Cross. This isn't the one that moved. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, have you had, like, three friends that moved? I or mean, two? I've uh, I've had a couple friends move. Uh, probably, like, three or four. But, yeah, they're, yeah, all, doesn't matter. they're all doing whatever. <laughs> um, um, I want to add two things. Is, like, don't try and be their only resource. Right. Because it could affect you in a negative way, and it could affect them in, like, they, sometimes they need professional help. Right. Like, like me, if I needed professional help. I, I, I'm positive my friend needs a professional help, even though he's not really diagno diagnosed yeah. with depression. Yeah, like, like med Medicaid, taking pills for your depression is an option. Sometimes it's not the best. 
It depends on your situation or what you need. So me being the support for you is a good thing, but it just has, I, I feel it just has to be as a friend, not as like, oh, report to me or whatever. Like you right. can, but it's like, there's only so much you can do to, and like to keep your friendship from strain and only being about that. Right. I think they specifically need help if it's like, really don't turn into their therapist, I yeah. guess. Cause you're not, kids aren't trained yeah. as, you know, like if they need serious help, they'll find serious help. Just be a friend, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think above all else, don't turn into just the robot that asks the same five questions every time they are feeling down. Like, don't, don't put yourself above them, you know, don't feel like you're the mentor, you're the teacher. Like, if you have experiences, you can share them. Like with friends that have opened up to me, I've been there, but I don't, I don't, I don't become their teacher, you know, we're on the same line and just try your best to just not boss them around, I guess. And if you don't know what to do, that's completely okay. Talk to your parents, talk to whoever, have, go talk to them. Like, yeah. And like, don't feel like if they open up, like, don't feel pressure that has to be about you. Like they probably have friends they've talked to about it too. Maybe, yeah. you know, but yeah, I think. And I think the last thing is if, if their depression is so bad that they're being like actually suicidal in the moment, don't be afraid to call the police. It could save their life. Yeah. I like, mean, I've, I've never had that, like, extreme like, experience. There's, like, I had a friend who, like, was a ways away and I couldn't get there. Like, probably my only option, if it got really bad, was to call the police. Like, mm. like I've had a friend go to the psych ward because he was so suicidal really? and whatnot. It's like... And it's, in that situation, that's some very professional work that needs to be done. Yes. Like... Don't, don't be afraid. Don't don't be afraid to do it, but like, feel what's right. Like they might not need it, but just whatever is the right thing to do. I I'm sure if they were suicidal, but it wasn't that bad, the cops would still not be upset about it. Right, you're not wasting their time because their purpose, like yeah, the purpose is to save lives. I, I used to say the, uh, one of the scariest thing is having a friend be suicidal but I think one of the scariest things in this life is to losing a friend to suicide mm-hmm. like, losing losing people yeah, especially with suicide yeah, is very it's, difficult so if it if it saves their life I don't care call the police <laughs> yeah I mean it's literally their life you know life has a lot of meaning to it and they just need something to help clear the fog away Yeah, you know sweet that was good um, uh, yeah, more questions. <laughs> we do a couple, and then we could jump back to mine. What do you do if you are suicidal? Open up to people above all else. You can't take it by yourself. I mean, in again, there's some cases where people are strong enough to get it over themselves. Yeah. But nine out of ten times, there's a reason why you're feeling those thoughts. Get out of your bubble. Like, yeah. get out of yourself. You're not, you're not like weak. Don't feel like you're, you're, you're like weak or you're not good enough. Open, like literally like take the scriptures, for example, everything done in the scriptures with our, the main characters of the book of Mormon, everything they're asking of God, you know, even Jesus, when he came to earth, he asked God all the time, what should I do? You know, like most of our characters in these stories are driven by questions. 
Heck, Lehi took his entire family and trekked all across of wherever. I forgot where. <laughs> it's like that bottom half of, I think, the Mediterranean. So because like he had a question because he wanted to know if God was real. Yeah. It, it's all based on questions. So you're not weak. You're not, it's not a problem to ask questions. I think if you're suicidal, if you're feeling these real thoughts, personally, I think the first people you should open up to, but never actually happens, is your parents. <laughs> yeah. Because at least a lot of parents that people have told me about, they just like, when a parent sees this problem, it's a kind of like, from what I've observed, is just the parents are like, we're here for you, but you got to get over it. Yeah. And here's what you can do to do it. And I don't think that's the healthiest way to go through it. Like... My parents were supportive, but they definitely had, like, luxury kind of moments. Yeah, I, I'm like... And, like, which is fine, but for me personally, it didn't, it didn't help yeah, that much. Yeah, with... In, in general, I feel like... Not not to be offensive, but parents in general... Yeah, I'm not trying like, to call out my parents. No, no, no. You know? <laughs> parents are great. I've met them. Yeah. They're really nice. Yeah. It's like... I feel like... The just the way they've been grown up about society in a way of like suicide and like addiction, they feel like I do this, but like might like give them lectures like oh you don't do this blah 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 blah. That is you usually. That isn't what they need. Like yes, right. they need to have those lectures, but usually the way they go about it is completely wrong. Right and back. And the biggest thing I've heard from parents is like, well, when I was a kid, this is how we did it. <laughs> Times change. Times have changed. <laughs> we you, like back in the day, you didn't have pornography in the back of your pocket with a yeah. phone. Social media literally blew up during the two thousands when this generation, later two thousands. Yeah, like the twenty ten. Like Facebook started in two thousand four, but that was uh, what was that for? I think the bangers I were. Think... Sorry. Sorry, I'm just going like the no, good, technical but like stuff. The bangers, the bangers are Instagram and Snapchat is what yeah. caused a lot. And even TikTok now. And that's like some really recent stuff. Like 2010? Has TikTok? No, TikTok's only been around for like Well, no, not TikTok, years. but Instagram and Snapchat. I feel like Instagram's been along for a while. Yeah, they, like uh, Facebook's been around since 2004, but they've never actually... They, don't, they haven't had like actually like, traction, per se, until the... After 2010. Right. Before then, you can't, you couldn't get pornography, pornography, <laughs> unless it was like in, a, in the form of a magazine or yeah, like videotapes. Yeah, like the store two blocks away, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, it really works. Like now you can just go on your phone and. So I think the biggest thing for parents, I, I don't mean to like lecture because I'm a kid still, but <laughs> like step yeah. into the shoes of your child, you know? Yeah. Like if they're, if they're just, if they just need a hug, they need a hug. And I'm not trying to say parents are bad. Parents are not bad. Parents are really beneficial. Yes. Really good. Parents are, but sometimes it's just, sometimes live, the way they go about it is, we so. live in a different world. We can't face our head problems like just head on. We need to act by doing this, this, and this. Cause that for me, that just drains me more kind of yeah um but if, if you're feeling suicidal thoughts i think number one is opening up like accepting yeah. you have these thoughts accepting and and like trusted people as well like, right don't and go if, tell if, that random stranger yeah if you and if you don't have like if you don't have any friends then which is usually a lie yeah like everyone's got friends you know like even even the most even introverted of introverted people I know yeah. have that one best friend. Yeah. You know, tell that one best friend. You know, even if it's your a sibling, 
if it's your uncle or cousin, whoever it is, everyone's got somebody, yeah. you know, tell them because if you try it by yourself, because if you're suicidal because you don't like yourself, so how are you going to help yourself, you know? But yeah. So I think just opening up. And um, I don't know if we touch base on this at all, but it's what do you think can drive somebody to those kinds of thoughts? Oh, that was actually one of my questions. Oh. Like, <laughs> what is like most likely way to start develop, developing them or even, I guess, causing them? For me... What caused me to start feeling those thoughts? 100% was social media. I think the way we use it is not in a good way. No. It it was designed to be a good thing. <clears throat> yeah. It was it when it first started. It was supposed to be a good thing, but I think well, it's, like for example, I, I remember too. Twitter wasn't intended for like what it's used today. It was intended for tech people per se to discuss stuff about techno. Yeah. Stuff. And now it's, Instagram was specifically for photography photographers to share photos and whatnot now it's turning well, this song. the symbol for instagram is literally a camera yeah <laughs> you know? and like the older version it's uh, like it's changed it was like a camera with like bases mm-hmm. and like yeah and now it's the yellow pink and white and yeah just like the so they um, were definitely designed for something way different than they actually are and that could yeah. even be a whole internet discussion but <laughs> But I, for me, it was, I got my Instagram account and I had maybe six followers. I was following 10 or 20 people. Yeah. Um, I had, my mom was following me stuff and I create some posts, just like some cute posts of like Marvel versus DC or came DC. like, this is my, all my comic books or just like had a fun time with so-and-so today. And I tagged them and it was cute and fine at first. And once I started to follow more and more people from school, granted this is in ninth grade, so middle school back when we were oh, all... Oh, the, the, the worst time. Back when we were all like <laughs> narcissists and stuff. <laughs> um, I definitely started to notice like so, like one of the most popular girls at her school. It's like super fun hangout and tagged like 10 people in it. And I'm like, well, I didn't get invited to that. Yeah. <laughs> and another one is someone who is working out, who's got these like ripped biceps and abs and stuff. And like, I've never been really one to compare myself physically to someone. Cause yeah. I, I feel like, I mean, I'm, a, I'm like a big guy. I, I, I feel like it's not that big of a problem with guys, you know? But even, even just seeing him really fit, like, I, I was kind of overweight, and I still kind of am a little overweight, you know? Jared, <laughs> you're perfect the way you are. I love you. <laughs> oh, yes. I, 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 I don't have these problems anymore, but, like, I, it has it was a goal to lose weight back then, um, but when I didn't, and I saw this on Instagram, I was like... <sighs> it's like a, almost like a pure pressure, like, oh, they're doing this, so I need, like, well, and I the, feel that, too. And the thing is, it's all masks on social media. Yeah. There, there has not it's been a, all... I've never seen a post where somebody just talks about how they're actually doing. It's always just been, here's my perfect life, here's what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, you'll find them. There'll be people that actually open up, but you're not going to share that to the whole world. You yeah. Know? Like, I, I mean, I, I, I say that, but I bet there has been people on, like, a story that have genuinely said, I guys, I'm just not doing good today. And yeah. that's good. We need more of that. But most of the time, it's... I, I don't know, specifically on the internet, like... Usually, sometimes, there's, like, w- like everything, like, when you have, like, a big following, per se, for, for, for example, it's, like, they're, f- they're it's, ah, uh, what's the word? It's, like, they're, um, 
almost like if if you say it out like oh, I'm not having a good day today, they might like some people if they're jerks, they might start attacking like oh you can't do this in a way. Like right. I've seen that before. And it's like no, you shut up. <laughs> yeah, and I I just think it's like. I just started to see these people with their yeah. big houses, cool cars, cool TV, a VR set, like yeah. all these cool things. And that it's almost like you need to mount to them. That's like yeah, perspective. And the best I got was a glass desk with like some bobbleheads on it and like a Harry Potter <laughs> wand, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, wow, I'm not as yeah. cool as I thought I was. And then eventually I cared way too much about how many followers I had. I think when I, I got rid of my Instagram, I had, like, about 300 followers. But yeah, I was... better than me. Well, I was really freaking milking it, too. I was like, I, I gotta get followers. Like, more people gotta see this. And then, I don't look... I, I'm really not happy about this, but I cared way too much about all the likes I got and hearts and comments. Yeah. I, I cared... authentic. I cared way too much about that. And honestly, too, I was too scared to talk to those people at school... Because they're super cool to me. So I thought, well, if they like my posts, then I must be cool like them. But I noticed once I got rid of Instagram permanently for that Christmas of that year, once I started to actually like, get people's actual numbers and start to actually hang out and talk with them, we're all the same kind of kids, yeah. you know? Um, but, f- like, I kind of forgot. Oh, why? How are the most likely reasons why someone could get that? I feel like the biggest for me would be social media. Yeah. But I think it could stem from that. Like, your friend, um, her mom was diagnosed with cancer? Her, her dad. father. Her dad. Her father, yeah. And, dad, like... father, same thing. Yeah, like, I feel like that could cause problems maybe if you... Uh, you Like, your your entire family went to this college and then you didn't make the cut. Yeah. And, like, me, it was, like, an experience I had um, that I, I, I can't say I've dealt with it in the good way. But um, it, it was... Um, just a friend I had, I didn't deal with our friendship in a good way that it just, it, it affected me in such a negative way in the way I dealt it, dealt with it. It just caused me to get depression. Yeah. Like, I can't say it was specifically that, but that encouraged it, per right. se. It, like, it, like I, I have, like, an entire it, life of regrets that all caused my depression to happen. Right. But it's, like, a lot of stuff. That. Not specifically social media. Like I, I, I know what you mean. Of like, you're not, you're not amounting up enough. That, that was like my thing. Yeah. Like I have those things too. Like I, I have a Instagram page of uh, what was it like seventy two followers. Yeah. I think. But my thing is specifically for cardistry and sharing content like that. Yeah. So it's it's I feel like it's a bit different for the style of the page. Yeah. It's like if it's a personal, like I could care less of what this actor whatever is doing. Yeah. It's like, oh, I had a, a, a espresso today at Cafe Rio. Starbucks? Like, I, <laughs> Starbucks, yeah. Cafe Star- Rio. <laughs> <laughs> and Starbucks is like, oh, cool. Yeah. And? What if it's like actual meaningful content? Like, oh, look at like this Kickstarter here. I, I enjoy following stuff like that. And profits. They have yeah, really good ones. Yeah. But most aren't that way, you know? Yeah. Well, it depends who you want to follow, but even just recommended things to look yeah. at, most of the time they're not what it was intended for. Yeah. And I feel like suicide could just stem from pretty much anything, because it's you, you know? Even an apple. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like, if you, like, have a problem with vaping, like a lot of youth do, 
yeah. can cause severe damage to them mentally. You know, I've personally never had any struggles with drugs or anything. Um, but I, 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 I have some friends from work who are definitely tied up with that, and I can tell they are depressed, you know? Maybe not. It's like, during the teenage years, it is a given you're depressed, almost. Yeah, I mean, that's when, like, not only, like, puberty, like, your mind's changing as much as your body, but you start to develop these insecurities, but those are what shape who you are. Like, don't, yeah. don't feel like they're limitations, just feel like they're things you can better cope with when you're older. Kind of. Yeah, and I feel like the world presses so much on like, oh, you need to decide this now. Right. It's like not helping the the person to the situation, because it's like yeah. almost like, it's almost like the lecture instead of a hug. Yeah. Sometimes all you need in the moment is a hug and the lecture. Hello and welcome back to the part two of our suicide prevention or suicide why it's wrong kind of. Well, just just talk. Talk, Suicide yeah, talk. and Jacob was just talking about... I, what was it? I already forgot. It was, it was like uh, <laughs> the world pressing on so much. Yeah, pressuring on you. Yeah, that's like, don't worry about what the world thinks or says. It's like, do you worry about it later? Like, in for teenagers specifically, yes, the world's going to, like, for, for politics, for example, yes, the world's going to, like, politics are going to affect your later life, but if it's affecting you in such a negative way, it is not worth it. Like during the twenty twenty or twenty twenty one election or whatever, oh I had to I had to leave the news. I couldn't watch any Gosh. news. I had to leave Instagram for like a full three months. Especially or more. during that election period. Yeah. Like yeah. since like COVID and like with the Black Lives Matter thing, like after that I couldn't deal with all that negativity. I had there to leave. So much negativity. I, it's just like, if it's not good for you, go away from yeah. it, basically. And the other thing, too, about suicidal thoughts, like, don't run from your problems, because they're just going to be right behind you. Yeah. You the, the Resolving issues and finding solutions, the it's never good to run away from it, because it'll always be there. If it's a physical thing you can run away from, like, let's say it's an abusive partner or something, yeah, yeah you can run away from them, but until you make those resolutions with yourself, and you, you come to accepting it like mentally it's going to stick with you yeah you have to confront it sooner or later and prefer like i would say confront it sooner because it can affect you in such a way that will make it more negative in the future when it comes up yeah if that makes sense yeah Uh, i i I do like it's it's better to confront it now when it's fresh i guess because if you try to confront it in 20 years from now, you got 20 whole years to get over, you know? Yeah, it's it's just going to be in the back of your mind. And, like, every time, like, the thing comes up, per se, it's, like... Right. Daunting. Um, is that all for your questions? Was that all? I, I think so. Was there one more? Is that it? <laughs> I like them. They're, like, nice and simple. Mine are long and weird. <laughs> long and weird? My questions were, yours were, like, simple and short. Oh, uh, um... Jared, how was your day today? <laughs> that was good. Okay, we can jump back to mine. Um, what should you do when you feel like you have no purpose or passion? And I know this kind of is like the one where it said, um, we, like, what do you do when you start questioning yourself? But I think there is a big difference between a passion and a purpose. And for people that are dealing with suicide, like myself, I didn't know my purpose 
But one of my passions was music. Yeah. One of my passions was swimming. My One of my passions were friends. But what I noticed, the more and more I became depressed and had these bad thoughts, I didn't care about practicing. I didn't care about swimming. I didn't care about reaching yeah. out to my friends. So I think a purpose is something God sent you here to do. And you might not even know what it is until the day you die. But it's going to be fulfilled one way or another. I feel like my purpose is to eventually become someone who can help people. Yeah. My other friend's therapist is to help our environment. My other friend's purpose is to run a sex... Uh, sorry. Run, <laughs> run a successful business. Um, but passions, I think... One of the greatest ways to help yourself out when you're having these thoughts is look at your passions. Yeah. It's like, hold on to what you know, basically. Like, I, I talked about this a little bit ago, but, like, when you find, like, in middle school or elementary, whenever you're going through that coming-of-age years, when you find something you like and when you find some sort of passion that's a part of you, take it and run with it. Yeah. I, I, I had no clue going into middle school if I'd like playing the trombone. Yeah. And it's it's one of my favorite things to do. I don't do it a ton, but I, I when I do, I love doing it. Yeah. Like reading, I didn't know I'd like reading books, but I read a 400-page book. Or a 14, <laughs> four, sorry, 1,400-page book. <laughs> you 1,400. Yeah, I don't think I could ever... Uh, it's a big hunk. I could listen to it. It's a book. It's a big hunk. Yeah. Book. <laughs> Like, like, with passions, I, like, I never knew. I mean, my, one of my passions is uh, music. I, I could say it's like, well, what were the two words you used? Passion and... Purpose. Purpose. I would almost say it's my pur- I, I do say it's my purpose right now, but, like, it is a huge passion in my life. But when I was younger, and I was thinking this, like, you say stuff like middle school or anything like that. Like, I'm homeschooled, so I'm like, <laughs> when I was younger... <laughs> It's like, that, that's the only thing I relate to between time periods. Right. Um, but when I was young-ish, <laughs> not too young, but not too old, um, I, 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 I listened to music a lot, but it was never like, oh, I wanted to go into, per se. It was like right. a, but it was something, something you liked. Yeah, it was, it was just like, almost there was like a meal, per se. Right. Like, right. your, your yeah. passions can develop over time, but like... Not not even just find something you love. Find something you like. What you said is like, oh, you like running, which I don't see how people can. <laughs> uh, just like, oh, just just go for a run. It's like if you're, it's not going to kill you. you At like, least I don't think so. You like to knit. You like to sew. You yeah. like to paint. You like to color. Do it. Look up some stuff on YouTube. With like, yeah, just, just do it. Even look up like fun things to do when you're bored. Yeah. Something's there, and you'll. Find I have a something. list of things to do when I'm bored. One of my friends is a woodworker. He just builds stuff out of like. You Woodworking build, is really cool. You build rings, yeah. <laughs> but, and I think the best way to kind of shed light on this question, have you seen Soul, the movie Soul? Pixar? I have not. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have not. Okay, let's see. All the Pixar movies that have come out recently, let's like, well, what's the Lua? It's <laughs> called <laughs> so Luca. Luca. I haven't seen Luca. I haven't seen uh, uh, Soul. Onward. I There's a new one. Uh... I've seen like thirty minutes of Onward. <laughs> Anywho, can I talk about? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I I know how it ends. They all live happily ever after. <laughs> so our main character is a big time jazz star. He yeah, I know that. Um, but throughout the movie, the, the the his goal at the end of the movie is to play in the big jazz group of New York City, like to be in that big quintet, really yeah. popular jazz group. And throughout the movie, 
he goes on this kind of soul adventure with a soul that still hasn't found her purpose because she never wants to go to Earth because she doesn't want to deal with Earth. Um, I mean, I can understand why. <laughs> yeah. And um, he, he thought his purpose was to play jazz for the rest of his life because it makes him happy. But he, at the end of the movie, he does play that big jazz night. He's great at the piano. But he didn't help that one soul find her purpose. He just kind of kicked her out because yeah. she just didn't want to deal with life. So he's like, all right, just get out of here, whatever. He played in that jazz thing. It was a really good night. But on the way home and afterward, he felt nothing from it. He was like... It wasn't... It's like almost like... Because after that night, he said, what's next to the to the leader of the quintet? She said, we come back again do it tomorrow. And then he's like, oh... Uh oh, and and he just yeah. He it's like once you get up to that point, like on that. the on the on the train ride home, he looked in the mirror and looked at himself, and he was sad. Yeah, but he just did one of his passions. Yeah, you know? but he realized that music isn't his purpose. Music's his passion. Yeah, his purpose was to show that one soul what her spark was, yeah. what her purpose is. And by the end of the movie, she finds it, and. And then he starts to realize life isn't about like when the next jazz concert is. It's not about when the next big thing in your life's happening. Life's about living in the moment every moment. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest way to just tell purpose away from passion, I think. Two things, kind of like on the passion side. Um, I found this quote the other day in this app. It's, um, everyone wants to live on top of the mountain, like play that jazz concert, but all the happiness and growth occurs when you're climbing it. Right, I, I, like stemming off of that, like, do you see where you're going? Yes, now let's worry about how you get there. It's yeah. not about the destination, it's about the journey. Yeah, it's like, even though like, like one of my goals is like make an album, after I'm done making the album, yeah, I'm going to be happy, but all the happiness and joy and the development I had was during that time. Right. Another, another quote that I've known for years is, you can't hit the ball unless you swing the bat, and sometimes you miss, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't keep swinging. As in, like, yeah. Sometimes you get you. Sometimes you do something really good, but when you miss, you still swung. Yeah. You still tried. It's still trying. You yeah. know, it's better to act than not to act. Yeah, and like on on passion, uh, of like passion and uh, purpose. Yeah. I remembered the word. It's like me. I have my dream of like becoming a music producer and whatnot, and like that's what I really want to do. But don't let your dream only well don't let your dream only be a dream but like don't let your dream be a set course <laughs> don't let your, let your dream almost guide you per se don't let your dreams be dreams <laughs> just do it <laughs> sorry you can continue uh it's like uh like don't let my dreams like oh i'm only going to be able to my my dream is to do this but like almost let your dream morph and like continue on let your dream become your life yeah yeah I, yeah, yeah, that's I, a good way to put it. Yeah, I, I like dreams become achievable when you take the steps towards yeah. them. And then before you know like, it. Like always you, be open to like options that come in and like let your dream change. But like if it needs let to, them yeah. mo motivate you. Yeah. Is there anything else on that? <laughs> no. Sweet. Watch Soul. You should. It's good. Um, Me or them? Everyone. Everyone I know have seen Soul. And they loved it. <laughs> it's not a bad movie. <laughs> it's it's really good. I mean, um, I'm glad that Pixar is actually making orig original original stuff. ideas. Not Air like... quotes. <laughs> is it um, original? I think I, I think after like the 
1500s, everything becomes not original. Oh, yeah. It's like with clothing, it like has a time period of like where it keeps going and it just rotates. Yeah. If that, if that makes sense. Like, I want the 80s clothes to come back. I don't. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> All right. A lot of stuff from the 80s, I cannot say I appreciate. Oh, I love stuff. Except some of their movies, like Back to the Future. Oh, um, so good. It could do a lot. Uh, it could use some vid angel, though. The language. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think if you are feeling those suicidal thoughts, like, try to separate your passions from your purpose. If you don't know what your purpose is, completely okay. Because personally, none of us really do. You know? No. But look at your passions. If you're having a tough night, if you're having a night where you just are crying in bed, or crying on the bathroom floor, or wherever you cry at... I did that once. <laughs> I've cried in the shower, you know? <laughs> Like, have I cried in the shower? If you, <laughs> I think I have. If you're having those nights, just think about your passions and yeah. just go be in the moment with them. Like, yeah. if it's music, listen to me. Like, I know, I know a ton of people that listen to really sad music when they're sad. Like, I know a ton of girls that listen to really depressing I do it. love songs. <laughs> you know, I um, have mixed feelings about love songs. <laughs> also, because there's too many of them. There's a lot of love songs out there. And like, they're not a bad thing, but. When you turn on the radio and listen, majority of them are love songs. Like, I just need some more AJR. I'm like, talking AJR's about, like, got good birthdays. Songs. Yeah, don't throw up my Legos. That's yeah, see, just weird, funky <laughs> songs like that. Yeah. Alrighty. What are some things you... What are some things you... Hold up. What are some things you say to yourself to boost yourself up? Or what are some things you should say to yourself? Um, these are kind of more than just words of affirmation to yourself. These are like things you should just say to yourself, you know? I mean... And it's hard, and the cool thing... Something... Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I interrupted you, you go. I was just saying, like, I know in the moment it's hard to, like... Like, if there's a cool quote you absolutely love, in the moment, it might seem really hard to, like, live that quote. Yeah. But... Just even just saying it to yourself can help. It's like in those highs you can see where you're going, but in those lows it's like almost impossible. Mm-hmm. It's like for me, uh, words of affirmation like help, but it never worked for me. Like okay, with words of affirmations for males specifically, I feel like we never get them, so they almost do nothing. <laughs> like can 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 you attest to this? I've had I've had people say I'm handsome. yeah, but you 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 got the girls like oh you're cute it's like oh this and like oh no but then you got guys who like hi okay can, can I you could, see that I though? could I could see that I mean I do know a lot of girls like oh you, your outfit looks so cute today which is a good compliment but whenever I meet up with a guy we're just like hey man it's like like we we never get that kind of affirmation so I feel like it doesn't affect us in a way I I could see that I I I do think that girls are good at giving compliments because i feel like whenever girls say hey it's a cute outfit i think they genuinely think it's a cute outfit because yeah most girls wear cute outfits you know? yeah <laughs> but I, I do agree that most guys don't really give those kind of compliments to each other as much as girls do like i mean even like hairstyles with girls or makeup you know like i've heard girls say your hair looks nice today. well no, i've heard i've heard <laughs> like when girls like when a girl has curly hair for a day people say i love your hair today you know and I've heard also, like, oh, your mascara looks nice, you know? Yeah. But with guys, you don't say, you're, you need a shave, you know? You I need do a need a shave. <laughs> <laughs> but I could see what you're saying. But what are, what, are, what are things you do say to yourself? Like, um, I, 
it, it's nothing like, oh, I have worth. Like, I know I have worth. I just never say it to myself, which I probably should. And I might start believing it. Uh, <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's almost like I tell myself my goals, per se. It's like, there's so much in this life that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, so much I want to achieve. Like, all, all this stuff I want to do. I, I have to kind of, like, almost tell myself it to actually, like, keep myself going, per se. Yeah, I think a big thing I tell myself is just do it. Just I know it. I know it's a Nike thing, but it has a lot of things. Don't think, don't say just do. It has a lot of... <laughs> it, has a lo- it has a lot of truth. I ha- it has a lot of truth yeah. to it when you think about it. Like, like I'm feeling Wait, down... I at- thought that was uh, 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 Shia LaBeouf that says that. Yeah, but it's the Nike, like, slogan. Oh. You know, like, the Nike symbol says, just do it. Yeah, and it has the boomerang thing. <laughs> That's their symbol. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I think that, like, I, I just always tell myself, I gotta get this done, just do it. If I'm, I'm going to feel happier if I do this, just do it, you know? Yeah. And another thing I tell myself, it's like the famous Rocky quote of all time, but it's... Um, oh, Rocky Balboa? Yeah, it's like... Is what? he an actual person or is he a fictional character? He's a fictional character. Oh, I thought it was like, real... Life like... ain't all sunshine and rainbows, you know, but... It, what oh, it says, yeah. yeah! I think I can actually quote it. Um, Life isn't... Wait, no, let me tell you something you already know. Life isn't all sunshines and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty, nasty place. Play. And it'll beat it'll you to your knees. And if, keep you, keep there, you there if, if you, you let, let it. it. But let me... Wait. Keep you there if you let it. I'll keep you there if you let it. You, me, or nobody's going to hit as hard as life. But it's not about how how hard hard you hit. hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and and keep keep moving moving forward. forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Um, That's how winning is done. And it's not pointing fingers at everybody, saying you don't want to be who you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that, and that's not you. You're better than that. And quote. I love that quote. I, I found a song that uses that, and it's like a gunshot, really? like like it's an EDM song, but they use a gunshot as like a cock and a, mm. a bang, and it's like like ah, it's like so good. But I I love that quote because it's not about how hard you want to attack life, because if you try to attack everything that comes your way, you'll just become kind of a pessimist, you know. If you try to attack your suicidal thoughts, you're just going to attack yourself. And that, that I mean, in like, a way, you need to attack them, but you like you, you do need to focus on them. Yeah, but taking the hits from life yeah. is what makes you strong. You're enduring to the end. And I love the line of you don't like don't point your finger blaming other people. I think it's don't point your finger saying you want to be him or her or anybody. Yeah, don't project your problems on other people because cowards that that's right. Cowards do that. Cowards that do. Yeah. Um, be who you be. Yeah, and I, 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 that's one of my favorite quotes, and I also love the quote of, you're focusing on the problem. Uh, okay, I'm going to give this to you guys real quick here, but in one of my favorite movies ever, it's called Patch Adams. Um, oh, <laughs> I still need to watch that. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that with Robin Williams? Yeah. Okay, yeah, now, that's everyone, a must Everyone listening, including Jacob, hold up four fingers, yeah? Four fingers are in front of you right now. Okay, so... It's a simple. It's I a have simple. Four. It's I a ten. It's right. a simple question. How many fingers am I holding up? Four, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's not right. The the whole purpose of this. I mean, I'm holding like now I'm holding like five. <laughs> the whole exercise of this of this thing, I guess, 
is the whole thing is the problem is how many fingers am I holding up before isn't correct because you're focusing on your fingers, you're focusing on the problem of these four fingers, right? Looking okay. Be looking between the fingers and what do you see now? If you, look, if you focus on like this chair right here, you look in between the fingers, you look through your problem, what do you see? How many fingers? Like twice as many. Right. I think that's a good answer. Some people see eight. Some people see six. Some people see five. I think I five. saw six. Yeah, some people see. It's hard to count because if I look at them, they go away. Some people, some people see a certain amount. There's no really right answer. We just know the wrong answer is four, because the problem is the four fingers. We can't focus on our problems. If we focus on these four fingers, all we're going to see is four fingers. But four fingers isn't correct. If we look through our problems to the solution. The quote is, you're focusing on the problem. If you focus on the problem, you can't see the solution. Never focus on the problem. Yeah. So if you look past the fingers and you see, oh, wait, there is six or there is eight fingers. Yeah. You're, that's a good answer. You're, you're finding the solution. You're yeah, I know you told it. me that. I just completely <laughs> forgot it. But yeah, but that's like up there with my Rocky quote. I love that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're listening, you just did that. If you found more fingers, good for you. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, but mine are just the Rocky quotes. Like, even if you just go on the internet and just search up, like, good inspirational quotes, if you find one that sticks out, put it on your wallpaper and your screen, print it off, throw it on your, I don't know, on your wall or something. Just look at it and just really think about it. Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to find a good quote. <laughs> um, you found it. Nope, not yet. Just, just, just give me a second. <laughs> he's he's finding a quote real quick. But those are my two biggest ones because they just, they really, because I love the whole idea of not focusing on the problem. If you focus on your suicidal thoughts, you're just going to think about your suicidal thoughts, right? Yeah. If you're just going to think, I'm not good enough, I'm not worth it, I cut myself, I did this to myself. Like, you're focusing on negative thoughts that can bring shame in, that can bring negative things towards you. Focus on what the solutions be aware of what's happening and validate yourself and start to, and once yeah. you start to accept it, you can start managing it. You can start move, like finding the solution. Like yeah. don't focus on the four fingers, focus on the solution in between it, you know? Yeah. And then you can start to like accept responsibility for what's happening and you can validate yourself and then you can start to manage it, manage these thoughts, manage these like depressing, whatever is happening or, Anything that's keeping you up at night. Yeah. Kind of thing. Did you find the quote? No. No? Okay. <laughs> um, getting to the end here, we have a couple more left. But um, one of these is just, is it okay to not know who you are? We already talked about it, but it is okay to not know who you are. But when yeah. you find aspects of who you are, like, hold on to it and protect yeah. them. You know, if you have, if you, if you know a part of who you are, like, hold it tight and protect it. I guess the only thing I have to add to it is, like, don't let it get to you, kind of, like... Still live your life, still like try and make money, try and yeah, try and live. Still, still pursue like it's the is it the Bill of Rights or the Constitution? But the pursuit of happiness is that a Constitution? The pursuit of happiness. Uh, pursuit of happiness. Life, is, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is that the Constitution? That, that, I think that's in the Declaration of Independence. Okay, but like the pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'm. I'm Complete tangent. Have you ever heard of Stan Freeberg? No. No. Okay. So, in, in, in back in back in my dad's day, so back in my day, uh, they 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 had basically radio 
com not comics. Radio. Comedians. Yeah. Basically, th- this guy, Stan Freeberg, took the U.S. history from, like, Declaration of Independence, like, uh, Columbus to, um, like, uh, 1776, the, the, the Constitution and whatnot, and basically took everything and joked about the entire thing all the way through. And he, like, took stuff and, like, adds it in from, like, different uh, time periods of, like, they talk about, like, the price is right in it, even though it's mm-hmm. 300 years ago or whatever. Yeah. But in it, they talk about uh, the spelling of the pathut of happiness. And it's like, all your F it, uh, S, all your Fs look like S because it's cursive. It's like, he's trying to get Benjamin oh. Franklin. And like at the end of the, like, oh, you better get them before the, before the weekend. It's like, before the 4th of July weekend. And it's the Declaration of Independence. And it's like, um, sir... <laughs> How did we get here? The pursuit of happiness. <laughs> the happiness. One of those tangents. <laughs> but yeah, but but yeah, it's okay to not know who you are. It really is. You just gotta wait it out, endure it to the end. Don't focus on your problem, focus on the solutions. Yeah. Um last question. Better be a good Ian. Why are you enough? Oh, that is a good one. Because <laughs> uh, I feel like what it all comes down to for me and for most people that have had, or like, sorry, what I used to have, and for most people that have suicide, they feel like they're not enough or they're not worth it. But why are you enough? Because you are a living human being, a living son or daughter of God to where, like, Like, for example, you've actually, you, you've touched my life. Like, yeah, like, when you told us about your uh, cuts on your arm, like, how oh. you were so vulnerable at that moment, it, yeah. it, it pushed me uh, in, an, in another situation that is kind of personal. But it helped me go, like, it, it, in, it, it inspired my decision there. Even though you don't know that till now, it's like, if that never happened, I probably would not have done that. In, in that moment, it, it every every person has an impact on another person. Yes, whether it's in a good way or a bad way. But I, I it's interesting because that day that I opened up to you guys about it, I lied at first. Yeah. When my arms were jacked up, like like now they're just scars. You can see some dark lines, but that day. They were heavy scars, a lot of cuts and stuff all over my forearms right here. They and all scabbed up, basically. All scabbed up. And I lied. When I when when someone confronted me about it, I said it was I got in a fight with a cat. That was my lie. Everyone that confronted me about it, I just said, I, cat got in a fight with me, and it scratched me up. It's I, totally I thought you said, like, like that. From what I remember, you said, like, Mother Nature is rough. Like, I thought you, like, fell down a tree and, like, got scraped up or something like that. I I don't think so. I think it was the cat. I mean, <laughs> maybe. Who knows, you know? But I, I had lied. That, that's a, it's beside the point. I, I had lied at first because I didn't, like, I, I guess just, like, I didn't want to seem weak. I, yeah. I didn't want to seem vulnerable in that place. I didn't want to seem like I'm not like not perfect, but like I'm not like good, you know? Yeah. But after... It's like admitting to your own mistakes. It's like something people almost can't do. I didn't want to take responsibility. But after a couple minutes, I stopped everyone and said, wait, I cut myself because 
I'm suicidal. Yeah. And that moment for me changed a lot of things for me because that was the first time I ever had opened up to somebody. I, that, that was back in ninth grade. My parents. That was ninth grade. I've yeah. known you since then. We've known each other since the beginning of ninth grade. No, hold up, even earlier. Yeah, you're a PTB. Yeah, back or in PTD. Spring of 2018. Really? Yeah, and now it's 2021. <laughs> uh, 2018, so about four years ago. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Spring? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but. Yeah, you were on like the other, like you would always sit by the 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 fridge for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I always, I I just didn't want to accept that I was weak. But from that point forward, I was like, wow, I really need to change this because I just finally took ownership for it. Yeah. And I just figured I was enough when, um, I think it was the biggest thing was when my friends started to say it. Like some newer friends I met in ninth grade, they said, you are enough. And they said, I'll stay up all day night for you. And then I'm like, man, these these people are sacrificing a lot just to make sure I'm good, you know? And it really meant a lot. And sure, I had people in my life lecturing me. I had people in my life saying what I could do to do better. But more or less, I just had friends. I had people that would connect with me that I didn't think I'd connect with. Before I knew it, I found meaning out of music. I found a better passion for my trombone. I bought a new trombone. A one that was made in the 60s. And if you were to tell suicidal Jared that, he would never dump that much money into what he would think a useless hunk of junk, but that's my trombone's going to stick with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know? Um, that My biggest passion was probably music back then, and I swam as well. But once people just started to, like, notice me, I guess. I'm not trying to seem like, oh, I was unnoticeable, you know? Like, because once the scars were there, you could see them. You're like, okay, you know? There's not much you can do unless you want to wear, like, a jacket. Yeah, and I, I, I never... I always wore just shir- shirts and stuff. But my turning point was I had just a really rough night where I actually almost contemplated suicide. I was in my room. And I won't go into too much detail, but basically I, I had had it. I'm like, well, I already told some of my friends... What's the point, you know? Like I also was it after that. It was after. Oh. Um, Interesting. But when I when I cut myself, that was obviously before. Yeah. But that was I guess testing some grounds. But I'm like, what's the point? I. I haven't felt the spirit. I'm starting to question my the own my own standards and morals with the yeah. church. I don't even know who my friends are. I don't say anything to my parents. And back then, I didn't. The friends I have now, I didn't even know who they were back then. And some of them aren't weren't even here yet. Like some of my friends moved from another state, you know. Um, but I just I was I was this close, you know, this close yeah. to ending it. And it's scary to think about because now, like, I have close friends. I have like a girlfriend, <laughs> you know. Yeah, boys. They, <laughs> and they they always re like my friends and people reassure me just like how good of a person I am, and it's it's crazy to think that in those couple of seconds it could have all been gone, my entire life, and my future family would have been doomed. My yeah. future relationships with friends would have been doomed. My my passion to becoming a ther- fighting against the very thing I almost did that last night could have been doomed. Yeah, I'm like. Like, you, 
Um, if now, like, after that, so, like, it, that moment inspired me to, like, be honest with my parents about stuff. Right. Because uh, you were vulnerable and didn't lie about that. Uh, now, like, after that, uh, with Man Search for Meaning, how, like, I talked to you about making it a musical, I don't, I would never had that come up before. Really? Ever. Like, I've, I've always wanted to make a musical, but, like, using Man Search for Meaning, I don't think I would have heard of that book unless it came from you. Hmm. I did introduce a book to you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that that got kind of deep there. But I just know I'm enough. Because after that night that I didn't commit suicide, because I just, I it was one of those hard to describe moments of just, Jared, don't. Just don't. Don't do it. Just, you're, you're going to throw so much away if you do. And since then, I found what I want to do with my life. I've su- succeeded well with good grades in school. Yeah. I I love seminary. I have a I have a testimony. I, I'm the first assistant in my priest quorum. So basically the president. <laughs> I have given church church talks. I got to go in Shrek. I, I met some amazing people. I met Natalie. I, I've done a th- ton of cool stuff. And if I weren't here, things would have been that different. Would have happened, yeah. Nothing would have happened. And I, I just know I'm enough because I overcame that. Yeah. Like I almost committed suicide. But then I focused on a solution to it. And yeah. it was strictly just being vulnerable and yeah. being weak and being willing to accept that and take your responsibility and just getting back up on my feet. Like, why do we fall so we know how to pick ourselves up, you know? Uh, like, with, with the people who, like, you, you find out you're enough after the fact. Like, those who are going through the, the moments of, like, if, if they should or shouldn't, like, just know you are enough. Yes. The choices you make you make affect you and everybody else around you. Like think about your future kids looking at you in heaven and if you had committed suicide, think think about what like I, I'm not trying to make it negative, but just think like where did you go, Dad? You know? Yeah. Where'd you go? Where were you? Or think about your parents like Like to take someone you love like in this moment or like uh like a, a future kid or whatnot talking to you or a best like, friend yeah it's yeah. like what what happened what happened like I thought we were tight <laughs> you know yeah like just just like I'm not trying to say this to scare you I, I guess maybe a little but I'm not trying to make it <laughs> I'm not trying to make it negative but like just... I, I feel that like if I think that's like wow that's that's deep yeah like the thought of like my like I'm a I'm a fourth of my trombone section of my our, our little friend group section that we do way more than just play the trombone together we actually hang out and do stuff like if I was gone they've all told me that they'd cry and that makes me and even my girlfriend like it would crush her you know and that just makes me know that it it there is no scenario where I will ever go back to that again I cannot you know yeah. once you've overcome these depressive thoughts and to this day the devil still like I, I personally for me I just think it's the devil trying to put those lies and thoughts in my head. To this day, when he says those things, or even when I have a thought or something, because again we all have bad days every now and then. But whenever those things happen, it's just I cannot lose with that. You know. Yeah. I cannot go back. That's not an option. And if you have that mindset, once you start to get a little ahead of your thoughts, I guess, and start to cope with it better. It makes us, it made yeah. it so much easier for me. Wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, I just like 
at this point in my life, like I will never go back because I don't want to. I have no desire to go back. That was a dark time in my life. And after I fixed it in ninth grade, my high school experience has been perfect. I love high school. I know it's hard for <laughs> other people. I, I love high school, you know? And now I know what I want to do with my life. And yeah. I'm eager to pursue it, you know? And, and like, like I, I've had people asking the question, like, would you change anything about your past? And we touched on this, like, in all honesty, would you change anything about no. your past? No. That, that was a scary night, but that's, that, was my, that was my turning point. Yeah. After that night, that's when like I I got to do something about this. If it weren't for that night, I might still be dealing with it to this day. I might not even be here, you know. But because I addressed it and I realized I had to change something about it, that I would never take that back. Yeah. <laughs> I I have nothing else to add. Just like that was a lot. <laughs> Holy yeah. friends, you're going on for an hour just, and a half. Just remember, you're worth it, even when you don't feel it. Yeah. Anyone that's still listening, I uh, love you. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love you. Yeah, but thank you, thank you for listening. Um, just just note if the podcasts are really long, just think it's I'm here. we we'll are talking with Jared. So if you don't <laughs> want want to listen to me or at all, just like. Just, just be warned. <laughs> yeah, but anyone that's listening, if you're struggling with this stuff, I think just a good way to close this is like, it's okay. Open up to people. And you'll make it through. And just, it's okay to be weak. It's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Just you do something about yeah. it. You know? You'll make it. Whether it be in five minutes or ten years, you'll make it. Yeah. Like... I promise, speaking from experience, I promise you it's worth every step of the way. I know in the moment it seems like you're in a doomsday, apocalyptic kind of like mindset, just I can't do this, but it is so worth it when you can finally love yourself again. Yeah. But yeah, but I, I think that's everything. I, I got all my questions out. <laughs> you got yours? Well, you still haven't asked me how your day was. I said it was good. Oh, okay. I've had a great day. It's been a yeah. solid, solid Saturday. Solid, solid Saturday. Solid Saturday. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, nothing else. No, me neither. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I got everything off my chest about this. I mean, it's a difficult subject. It's sensitive, but it needs to be talked about. Yeah. You know? If, if you need to talk about it with somebody or you think somebody has it, just talk about it. Yeah. If, if they don't, then you're not going to die. They might just be thankful for asking. Just like... And even, like, if you open up, it might help them. Like, with you. When I opened up, it helped you. Yeah. You know? It, it goes both ways. And I'm sure I wasn't the only person that helped. Yeah. I, I depend, yeah. It definitely could even help, like, people you don't even know, like, no, Or, like, people, like, you would never guess would have this kind of problem. Yeah. But yeah. Alrighty. Well... If that's everything, thanks for listening. Sorry it was so long, but yeah, it's a big subject to tackle. But yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you all on the upside next time.